0: Those are getting so ridiculous. I know.
1: I'm Allison, and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. I'm here with the one, the only, the sexy, the talented, the ordered three books, three different books with the same title of. Arbors and Trellises, Mr. Eric Robertson. Good morning. Okay, so I get kind of stressed out by packages that I want to open them until I can, like, organize them and do what I need to do with them. So anyway, all these packages are piling up with my name, and I'm like, I don't know, like, what these things are. Finally, I start opening them. There are three books. They're all for Eric. They have my name on them because you're ordering them from my account, right? That's Mm -hmm. why my name's on them. Yeah. All three books. They're different books but all of them have the exact same title or variation of the title, which is?
0: (laughs) I don't even, probably Arbors and Trellises. I don't know exactly. Or
1: Trellises and Arbors, Arbor and Trellis, Trellis and Arbors.
0: It's those three words.
1: Yeah, all three books. And then the other day, I'm, like, talking to him. I'm, like, what are you going to do now? Like, what are you up to? This. And he's, like, he's, like, got the books in the bed. Like, they're contraband. And he's, like, pouring through them. And I, like, walk in the room and he, like, looks up all guilty because he's, like, pouring over his arbor and trellis's books.
0: I get that's, that it's an addiction. And so I just I just don't want any mockery.
1: Oh, it's so good. But here,
0: here I am getting mocked. It's... <laughs>
1: We are so excited to have you guys with us. Thanks for showing up. Thanks for tuning in. The reason I was giggling so hard during the intro is because I was imagining if this is somebody's first time listening to the podcast, that Eric, too, they're just being like, if they made it past that and the arbors and trellises, we want to welcome you. You're in for a treat. This is episode 130. Oh, it's so good. Facing your fears, trusting yourself, and why it's so worth it with Brit Barron. I am so excited to share this interview with you. So I met Britt several years ago, and was just so impressed with her. Just thought she's so awesome. She's a lot like Eric. Can you t- could you tell listening Eric that like her energy? I feel like she just has very calm, mm-hmm. chill. Yeah. Grounding energy, yeah, for sure. And and just like you, like she is a presenter, an MC. I think She's, she loves
0: arbors. She mentioned one time
1: she loves arbors <laughs> and trellises. So Brett Barron is a teacher and educator. She's got an incredible TED Talk on racism. She also is a pastor, and now this is her first book. She is an author. I love. Britt's perspective. I love her Instagram, what she shares, but this book, I love Britt so much and I tell her this, but when I read this book, I was just, I was just floored. I was just floored and so moved because this is what Britt so expertly does in her new book, Worth It, which just came out, is she tells a beautiful story about facing her fears uncovering her true self and then very beautifully illustrates why even though it was hard and by plainly sharing all of the really difficult things that happened why it was still and is still so worth it and I say this to her but I just want you to know that by reading the book when somebody really expertly tells a story it invites you to tell your own story in your mind and it's really going to open up new ideas and thoughts for you and right now I feel like there is this overwhelming confusion frustration anger there's so many different thoughts and you know there's who do we trust who do we listen to what sources do we listen to and Britt and I we talk about this in the interview this idea of trusting yourself So there's just so many things we cover. I'll just we'll just get into it. We'll just get into it. But I want to encourage you to order Britt's book. I I know you're gonna enjoy this interview. She's incredible, and I can't wait for you to get to know her a little better. Let's do it. This is very exciting. I am here with the gorgeous, but most most importantly, extremely talented, because we know looks don't matter. Mm -hmm. Britt Barron. Britt, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to be here with an equally gorgeous and talented <laughs> queen. Can't wait. Thank you. Okay. Um, so Britt just wrote her first book. Yes? First yes, book? Yes. This is the first <gasps> book. First oh. book of my life. And it is called Worth It. And I am in a state because I was—I literally have a roll of toilet paper. <laughs> I am—I am here finishing Britt's book, Ugly Crying, and I seriously, Brit, I was asking myself, why am I crying? Like, why am I crying so hard? Like, mm-hmm. I'm a crier, Brit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm a crier, and this is what I realized. You sharing your story, which we're going to talk about on the podcast. We're going to talk about your book. I just want everybody to not even finish listening to the podcast before they go and buy it because here's the experience I had. You so expertly and so beautifully tell your story and teach awesome principles, but the way you tell your story invites every single reader to look into their own lives, Mm -hmm. see where fear or something they've hidden deep down, a belief about themselves, a belief about something they can't share with the world, hidden deep down and... Through you sharing your story about how you've done that, it's like you find the strength, you find the truth of your own. And that's why I had such a deep emotional reaction. Oh, that's that's what it was, Britt. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, okay.
2: right. I thank you for saying that. And here's honestly, I've I have been one of those people that has wanted to write a book since I was like 16. Like, I was like, I'm gonna Me write too. a book, you know. And then yeah. I had this like long stretch of my life basically from then until now where I was like I don't know what I would say. Like I don't know what yeah. I don't know what what story I'm I'm telling. I don't know. I don't feel like I have anything to say yet. And then I went through this season of my life that was so formative and I thought this is what I want to say. But at coming out of that that season and realizing it was very specific to me, right? We'll talk about it like being a mega church pastor, meeting my wife, coming out, having all these experiences, but then I realized that's my unique way of experiencing something that is truly universal, right? Like that was, that wasn't the story that I'm telling is through my lens, but the reality that like hit me, why I finally wanted to write this book and and wrote this book was, was realizing, oh my gosh, I'm not the only person, closeted mega church pastors are not the only people who are like (laughs) struggling with like, fear and yeah. wanting to to be true to ourselves but not wanting to disappoint people or or all of these things and realizing like oh my gosh that's that's why we tell stories
1: that is why we tell stories and i know that and i teach that and i say that but to have the experience of being solely immer- like so fully immersed in a story identifying with it, feeling it, and then through that, discovering new parts of myself. Mm. I mean, that's a freaking priceless experience. People pay thousands of dollars in therapy to have that experience, right? And your book is not thousands of dollars. And so I'm just like, everybody immediately needs to just get this and have this beautiful experience and the, you're the facilitator. Brene Brown, queen goddess, as we hail, we all know. All ah, hail. Praise be. She, she talks about vulnerability and authenticity. Mm-hmm. And, and she talks about how—and and trust. So, like, it's this circle. and and But the trust one, in this case, is, like, in order to have trust, there has to be vulnerability. Mm-hmm. But people can't be vulnerable without trust. Mm-hmm. And I think what you do is you create this really beautiful, trusting, vulnerable place— where people feel safe hmm. just in reading your book in their own mind. Hmm. That's so beautiful that you did that. Wow. Wow. You Thank did you. that. Thank you. i You did that. I'm honored. I'm <laughs> okay, honored. I'm I'm honored. Let's tell everybody. I also just love the title of your book. I love the cover of your book. I love the title of your book. Worth it. Mm. Yes. And Give it like to me. Is, it so, it. is it so is it? I was gonna <laughs> ask you, like, how do you feel about that? unintentionally or intentionally becoming the theme song of your book? Um, I feel good about it. It definitely wasn't (laughs)
2: like front of mind when we titled the book, but but after the fact realizing, oh my gosh, there's already a theme song. Give it
1: to me. I'm worth it. Yep. Oh, it's such a good title because, like, I just want a worth it t shirt. I can have a worth it anthem. I mean, from a branding perspective, girl, you hit it out of the park. Yes. Okay. And then the cover. The cover, my favorite color, yellow. Uh, And that's all. It's just going to pop.
2: That's all Sammy. That's all my wife.
1: (gasps) Did Sammy take that picture? She did. She. She didn't take the
2: picture. We had a, her uh, photographer, um, but yeah. she um, creative directed it, designed Sammy. it, made it happen. Like that's all her idea. She was like, "Let's get you in yellow Sammy. on yellow."
1: Yes, Sammy. Okay, so Sammy is Brit's gorgeous wife. I was saying Sammy reminds me. Brit said it, and it was very affirming that Sandy reminds her of Eric. And I was like, "Yes, this is why I'm so into seeing yes, so yes, into Eric. It's yes, not
2: like, yes." It, they even have, I feel like, similar hair. I got the freckles yes. thing going
1: on. Like, you're yeah. like, oh, okay. I love it. I love it so much. So, Britt, will you tell people? I love the title Worth It, like I said. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. It's such a good, like, anthem. Tell, I want to hear about you deciding, like, let's say I'm like, hey, this is Britt, and she wants you to know Worth It. What does that mean? What does that mean to Britt? What does that mean to the world? It It is,
2: you're worth it. You're, you know, doing these things is worth it. But but really, and you get this when you read the book, hopefully, the reality is I'm talking about hard work. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's the, the hard, being human is the hardest job any of us will ever have. That is a fact. And there are multiple like hard roads you can choose. You can choose to acquiesce your dreams or your vision to fit into the expectations that people have for you. Or you yeah. can do the hard work of saying, I'm going to be true to myself no matter who it might disappoint, no matter what it might shake up. And both of them are hard, right? But one of them is worth it. Like, it's worth oh. it to do the hard work that's going to leave you feeling more whole, more transformed, like, you know what I mean? So that is, that's worth it. That's, that's how we got there.
1: So can I jump to the end of your book? Yes. Where the heart where the hard tears were coming down. Yes. Whatever that thing is that feels like it's swallowing you whole. I promise there's freedom on the other side. Yes. Brit, yes. you wrote that. I wrote You wrote a did book that. and you wrote that. And that is the most relatable. So so right now, everyone who's listening, what Brit is talking about, yes, is think about that thing that feels like it's swallowing you whole.
2: Yeah.
1: Right? Yeah. And we and that's the that's the thing, it's it's, it's different circumstances
2: every time, but we all know that feeling. We know that feeling of, like, there's no way out of this. Like, what am I going to do? Like, does this have an end? What will be –
1: is there another side? Like, we – you know that feeling. You and your book refer to it as, like, being in the fear loop. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I loved – you know, I talk about a comparison loop. Like, there's all these loop things Mm -hmm. in our life. Or I'm – I get it. I'm very – I've realized very addicted to the feedback loop, Mm -hmm. which is why I've had to just – figure out all the things with social media media and super
2: healthy place for criticism
1: for especially if you're like legit kind of an addict kind of feedback loop addict like (laughs) legit thing so but this idea of that fear loop being stuck in that like eye of the storm where all you can see is the storm. Mm -hmm. If you want to, whatever detail, because I mean, people are going to buy the book, like period. (laughs) So they're going to get the story. And we have lots to talk about. Just a little snippet of what that storm was for you, what that fear loop was for you. Yeah. Yeah. So I grew up, I think
2: like, I mean, like a lot of people in the 90s, to be honest, because that's when the evangelical church was like, Booming, and so I grew up deep in the evangelical church. In the nineties, my parents were in it. My my dad was a pastor, and I I always just dis- describe growing up that way as like living life on a mountaintop. Like mm. you know, if you're the pastor's kid, um, people are looking at you. Then you know you're a leader in high school, and then you go to college. A Chris, I went to a Christian college. I like committed to this life. Oh yeah, and yeah. then was in like every leadership position possible at my Christian college and then left and worked at a different Christian college. I am making the rounds until finally I peaked at 26 and got a job as a pastor at a mega church, which is like I mean the holy grail of evangelical growing up. And to tw- be and to be 26. Right, 26 and a woman and a black woman like I was like, "Yo, yeah. I am crushing this."
1: life. And I've heard Brit speak. I've had the honor of hearing Brit speak and you can hear Brit speak too because she has a fabulous TED Talk about what Beyonce can teach us about racism. Yes. Which is so so good. I just yeah. I watched it recently and I just was like, "Oh, it's so good." So like for you this is like you're 26 and you're like, "What more could there be? I've hit I'm doing my dream. Yeah. Right? Like,
2: imagining that it was only up from there was wild. Like, will I just yeah. disintegrate and, like, <laughs> ascend right to heaven? Yeah, basically. Basically. Yeah, like, straight to heaven. Yeah. yeah. I'm crushing it. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm at this church, and I'm like, this is the beginning of my next journey of, like, ministry yeah. of of mega church. Maybe I'll be a traveling Christian speaker. Maybe I'll, you know, do all these things. And and then, no lie, like, a month into my my first month, like, as a pastor at that church, I got an email from someone because I was starting a college ministry. And this email said, hey, I heard you're starting college ministry. I also love college students. Like, let's – do you need any volunteers? And I was like, oh, sure. Let's grab coffee. Yeah. Let me see what you're about. And it was this girl named Sammy, and she was gorgeous and, and so delightful. And so we, we have coffee. We have coffee for four hours. And I'm like, I just met my new best friend. Like, this is, yeah. this girl is everything. And I, at this point, I have zero idea about my own sexuality. Like, I have not, it's not like I was closeted and, like, knew it. Like, I mean, obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty. Looking back, I'm like, whoa, yeah. the Sox, the field hockey. It was all there. <laughs> but, but, and I joke, like, literally, like, it, the the church was an easy place to, to be gay. Like, it, when I would say, like, oh, I don't even feel tempted to have sex with, you know, my boyfriend, people would be like, "Good yeah. job," and I'd be like, "Oh, yeah, yeah. this is normal to not have. Yeah. This is from God. Like, I'm like, I'm doing good, right? Like,
1: not. I must be extra righteous. Exactly. Like, yeah. God has just
2: yeah. fate, like, shown her light upon me, and so, <laughs> so we meet and we become like best friends so quickly, and and then eventually start to to piece together, like, oh my gosh, no, we're not best friends. This is this is we're in love, and so what, is, what does that mean? And then that's where the fear loop started. And I spent so much time in a loop between I don't know how to, I'm scared to choose Sammy because that would mean giving up this whole life that I know, the only life that I know, the only life I've built a career in and school in and a network in and a community and friends of I like family. And I would lose mm-hmm. all of that if I chose her. And then I don't know how to choose my job and this community and this future and lose her like I would resent yeah. her, or I would resent my job, and and I just like by like looped and looped and looped and looped and looped for honestly far too long, and and can't admit that and want to say that like we stayed in the closet for three years um, after realizing that we we wanted to be together and trying to figure that out, and, and we were in therapy and we were doing all these things, but you know, that's, I was so caught in the loop that the, it it consumed me and I couldn't figure out how to just like make a, just freaking get out, you know, like shake myself awake. And um, well, and
1: it's such a, but it's exactly as you said, it's such a universal experience, mm-hmm. even though it's such a specific experience to you, that I, I really, really love the dichotomy because that's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. It feels like this dichotomy, this duality, this either or, and it's like, I have to choose this and I have to choose that. Yes. And can I read one of your quotes to you? Y- yes. Yes. Do you like me quoting you to you <laughs> yeah, before you can say fun. it? You're yeah, like, Allison, like just it. let me talk. No. But this is perfect but this I love so much freedom says go grow as big as you can and go as far as you can tell as many stories as you can and never be afraid you will outgrow your goodness yeah Brit <laughs> come on never be afraid you'll outgrow your goodness because the reason I bring that up right here is because every, every single person understands what it's like to be like as I change and evolve and I make this maybe brave, scary choice. And I get this so much with people who just want to start a business,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? Because we tie our, our identity yep. to these choices. Mm-hmm. And as somebody raised in a, in a very religious background and, and, and still living in a very religious community, and I know a lot of my listeners are too. Listen, girl, we get it. When like people who don't have that religion in their life, you're like, no, it's not that I just decided to leave a church. This was my identity. This is who I was. This was my livelihood.
2: Yeah, it was my, and it it was my to use a very Christian word, purpose. Right? Like, yes. it's this this is why I'm here. Yeah. This is if I'm not yeah. if I'm not tied to this, where what what evils will I drift off into? Right? Like, is, yes. is this feeling and and like you said, we we know this feeling because. And in, in my context, it's the church. In a lot of people's context, it's been the church. But we have been handed, whether we want to or not, here's what it means to be a good Christian. Here's what it means to be a good woman. Here's what yes. it means to be a good wife, a good mom, a good dad, yeah. a good... And any moment that we make a choice that steps out of that, we fear that we are going to grow too big to still like earn that title of being good. Right. Like I'm a mom and I want to start a business. And so I'm married to a man and he's going to stay at home. But does that make me a good, am I still good? Right. Like, oh, I have to work these hours and I have to miss these things. Am I? Does that make me still good? Oh, I don't know how to do this thing or I, or I want to, does that make me still good? Like we, we constantly are negotiating what we want to try to fit into that, that box of what someone says is a good, whatever.
1: It That's why that is just like, the most like freeing <clears throat> mind-blowing and simple way of saying it is that we fear we out we will outgrow the goodness. Basically the way your book is set up, the way your book is set up is uh, you just have all of these truths. And I feel like all of the truths layer on top of each other of like okay, it's worth it. Yeah, I'm going to tell you it's worth it. Mm-hmm. But then here's all of the things I learned along the way. Yeah. Right? So one of them that I absolutely love is this idea of less defending and more being. Yeah, that's my favorite chapter. Okay, <laughs> I saw like your face when I said that and I was like, I wonder what I hit. Okay, yeah. okay. so I don't want to be too bossy and pushy, so I want you to finish any thoughts that I might have skipped over by jumping to this. No, I love this. But, but when I was reading this, less defending and more being means not stopping to ask anyone who you can be. Yeah. Come on, Brit. <laughs> so basically, spoiler alert, Brit, and this is what I love. This is what I love. The last chapter is about how the thing that has caused you the most heartbreak, the thing that has caused you the most hurt is the thing that you find freedom and peace and joy in now, mm-hmm. which for you is God and the church. Mm-hmm. It's like a full circle thing. Mm-hmm. So We'll, we'll touch on that for those of you who are like, but what happens in the end of the story? <laughs> okay, get the book. Yeah. But in the, mean, in the meantime, this idea of less defending more being and how it relates, let's talk about that. Tell me everything you want to say.
2: Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, and I write about this in the book because it, it, it was such a light bulb moment for me, and this is probably why it's my favorite chapter because it's a thing that's like lit me up. I didn't realize how much time I was spending defending my existence. Defending mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a woman, but I deserve to be here. I'm a I'm a I'm a black person but I deserve to be here. I'm a queer person, but I deserve to be here. I, I am young but I deserve to be here. And that was my I didn't even realize that's the baggage I was carrying into every setting I went into. I was like, I'm gonna defend and and if and on the surface, it kind of seems like there's nothing wrong with that. Like, oh, that's a good thing. Like, break those barriers. And I'm like, yeah, break those barriers. But at the end of the day, that defending my existence still gave power to that narrative that said I shouldn't. That said I need to. That said there's something about you. you have to. You have to defend your reason for being here. And at the end of the day, absolutely no, I don't. To who? And for what? Right? And the reality is I got that narrative early on. As a person who wanted to always, I've always wanted to push boundaries, right? That's the story I tell in that chapter about being the only girl on the roller hockey team, right? And yes, I, and I yes. was like, I was like nine years old, but I was like, I'm gonna, I can be on this team. Like, I can play roller hockey with these boys. Like, I
1: can do that. I, I can't think of anything I'd rather do less in life. Oh my god. Than like be on a roller hockey. That's why I lo- like I loved it so much and I'm like, oh I'd be s oh. i would be team sport. It's like that's why I just love this. You're like, I wanna be on the roller hockey. Yeah, it's like I'm
2: gonna and I'm gonna be on that <laughs> team. Like I'm gonna be on that roller hockey team. I'm gonna score more points than uh, the boys. And, and you so, did. Yeah, and I did. And then but that that yeah. gave me this idea of like, oh, when you show up into a space, like you have to you have to show them why you deserve to be there. And at the end of the day, no one can tell you you deserve or don't deserve to be anywhere. You get to just be. And that's more revolutionary than trying to get the powers that be to put a stamp of approval on you.
1: And I love what you're saying because I think for me, and I love just to like offer some different language options Mm -hmm. because a person might be listening and go, oh, I don't feel like I have to defend myself, Mm -hmm. but you know what I feel like I have to do? I feel like I have to defend myself. I feel like I have to earn it. Mm -hmm. I feel like I have to prove it. Mm -hmm. I feel like I have to show how legit or worthy, Mm -hmm. right? Give it to me. I'm worth it. Uh Like less defending less proving more being yeah more
2: being and that's what that's what we need that's what we need people to do is is to be like we we need that allison like we need that like beans we need that sammy need that eric like we need that energy in the world of like all of who this person is they are offering to the world and we get to experience that right instead of this narrative of like no i have to I have to do all these things i have to i have to earn it i have to I have to force it I have to defend it and, right? And you just get to, and, and that opens up a ton of your brain space. I, I think this is the, the chapter I write about it, but still to this day, because I have all these connections at church, I get heartbreaking message after heartbreaking message of people saying, how can I defend, you know, my, myself mm. to, to my family? Or, or I'll still get messages, which is I'm like, read the room, but I'll still get messages yeah. of, of people asking me, how do you defend your sexuality in your faith? And I literally always write back. I don't, and you. I, that's I. I don't. And if you if you think that's something I can't be, then continue on your merry way, and and I will keep living my life. But what I'm not going to do is allow that space in my brain that needs to create and do and and show up for people I love. I'm not going to allow that to be taken up by oh my gosh, how can I justify this? Okay, I want and like you said, that's so many things. I want to start. A business, but how can I justify that to, to my parents? Oh, I want to do this, but how can I just, and that takes away the space that we need to create the beautiful things that we are supposed to be creating.
1: I don't want to minimize your effort and your work, but you can see I just got a little emotional. It's because when you were talking about that, Britt, I feel like I'm witnessing like a miracle. Because the fact that you are able to not only preach that, but but live that. I don't need to defend myself because when you think about the word defense, mm-hmm. it's because I feel attacked. I feel mm-hmm. unsafe. The position and the experience you've had of not feeling safe, or truly safe for mm-hmm. your job, safe for how people might react, and your, your actual physical safety. Mm-hmm. To come out of that and not just go on the defense-offense attack mode because that has been coming at you, what a gift you have. Mm. And I know that you've... I'm sure that you've cultivated that, but I also just, like, feel it in your being that, like... Girl, how are you so centered? Like, <laughs> how, how, how are you so gracious, right? Like, how do, how do you feel like you've been good at being and this was like it on a deeper level? Or how do you think you got, because I feel like your whole book is basically a guide for like, okay, Allison, if I just was going to be myself and it was easy, I would do it. And right. I feel like your, your book is a guide for like, here's how it's hard to just be. Mm-hmm. But how do you think you got so good at that? Um, that's a good question, right? Yeah, you can think about it. Yeah, I, do you think it's do you think it's a natural gift that you possess, or do you feel like it's something that is a natural gift that you've worked on, or is it something that you feel like you've really intentionally cultivated?
2: Yeah, I, I'd say like both and like it's definitely taken okay. work. There are certain parts of of me that are me, like you know, natural natural disposition, probably to some things. I have cultivated it and. This is a random story, but the first time I ever went to therapy, which is certainly not the last, I'm in therapy right now and will be for as long as I can. Um, Therapy's the best. Therapy is <laughs> the best. But the first yes. time I ever went, I was in college and I was really, really struggling with like some anger around racism. And, and I mm-hmm. remember like going to my therapist and saying, I don't, I don't think I want to be this angry, but I can't stop feeling this angry. So many things are happening. This was right around, like, Hurricane Katrina had hit, and we were, again, faced with some racial reckoning in terms of inequality and in the way yeah. we're seeing things. And I just was, like, angry, angry, angry. And and not that and, – and I had to – I'm an Enneagram 7. I don't know if you're an Enneagram. So there's, like, a I part don't of me know that's, like, mine, but I understand. Okay. Yes, yeah. Yes, and, yes, uh, yeah, I'm like, I don't want to feel sad, angry, neg- like, I don't want to feel these. And so the yeah. the first – work I ever did in therapy was saying that it's those feelings aren't bad and if that's not where I want to stay like I have to allow them to move through me like I have to experience mm-hmm. that anger if I ever want to let it go because my reaction was first of like just don't feel it right and so I yeah. have to feel it if I want to let it go and then the, the second layer of that work which I think has helped me immensely was realizing that why I felt part of the reason I felt so angry was just this justified this is, this is messed up. Like a justified, this is wrong. And so I can be angry. And then there was a second part layer that I had to do some undoing where I had to, I guess I've I've never even tried to tell or explain the story, but there was a a level of self-love that I had to get to if I was going to allow my, my work Towards justice, towards to be—I mm. don't know. I guess sustainable, or yeah, like I, I guess the word is sustainable. And and I think that yeah. same thing is true now. Like if you want some of the insecurities in ourselves, which we all have and fight, those are the things that are shining the brightest when we feel the need to go back at and 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 people and get on that offensive and get on the defense. And and, and by the way, and I say that in this chapter. I'm still down for all of those things. Like smash the patriarchy, like dismantle white supremacy. Like we need to do all of it. I'm just suggesting, can we do it from a place that we are not defending our existence to those people? We are saying we're doing it because of how much we understand and what it feels like to be centered Mm -hmm. in self-love and everyone deserves that. And this system is not, is not enabling that to happen. And so like, I I critique the church and I'll continue to critique the church, not from a place because I'm like, you hurt me, I want you to burn, from a place of like, this is a system that is not allowing people to be, right? To thrive, to love themselves. And so I need to this do is, it for this me. This is yeah. where you
1: get me. I just start <laughs> crying because I just, I just, I just feel it. I just feel it because I think in some of my own systems, I've grown up feeling like Everything I am is too much and everything I think is just too this way or that way. And it's like as a 36-year-old woman, I am just finally starting to feel like I don't have to defend it. Yeah, you can just like, be. here. Yeah, I don't have to defend it. Like and and my new thing is is if they want to kick me out of these systems, they certainly can, but like I like showing up and and being who I am sometimes within the system. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And and I feel like I feel like you both I feel like you're doing I feel like you're doing that in a safe way. We're like in the system of a church and with God. Yeah. You weren't like nope no no longer any form of religion is for me and i don't want to say your story for yeah. you but i think i just i feel it so deeply that you just are like i don't i don't have to defend myself anymore and the love and the strength and the power that just pours from that place it just shakes it it gets me it shakes me because I love it so much yeah
2: I mean the 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 thing is too I see this you see this on social media all the time and I'm like like we don't have to do that right like I I see people who are they start out they're they're like making an announcement or they're they're doing something on social media and they start out by saying I know some of you won't like this but Mm. right or I I already know that you know some people on here blah blah or I know it's blah, blah blah and and you're like what's that right what's Disclaimer. that thing that you Disclaimer. can't just, that you can't just be here like hey I did this really cool thing if you want to be a part of it let me know or hey I'm putting this project out in the world of like you, we have to start with I know it's not perfect or I you know I know what you're going to say or I know but it's been a hard right like that's why you know yeah on the on the on a not superficial level but like a you know that's yeah. why I love you being like I'm gonna drink soda. It's the morning, <laughs> and like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be
1: sorry about it. Like, yes, there, yes. <laughs> yeah. What you can't see, what you can't see is that I pulled in two so delicious cups. One is club soda with some lime and the other one is the diet coke with lime exactly um what's the, yeah in there. but yeah like, i drink a, i drink a lot of soda brit nice. <laughs> i know
2: but there's like right there's something empowering about seeing a woman specifically who's free who's like what's up it's me i'm running i'm in sequence and i'm in utah and yeah. i'm drinking a soda for someone else to be like you know what i want to i want to wear a sequence i want to be gay whatever like you know what i mean like yeah. right, that's that's, yeah. again that's why we tell stories that's why we that's why we say it and that's why we show up as ourselves not to say like whatever right like
1: what what i love about you saying it you brit as a black gay woman saying it mm-hmm. there's so much authority to me when you say it because i'm like you're saying it from a place of just just me being me can be dangerous yeah. Physi- Physi- physically dangerous mm-hmm. just me being me the systems in this country the systems in this world and so I feel like just the bravery and and the freedom when I'm like well if brick, if brick can say it mm-hmm. right and so that's I think another reason why your story is so powerful
2: yeah
1: is because girl well it's it's not easy it's not easy it's it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to believe it. And I, and I not only see you believing it, but acting from it.
2: Yeah. Well, it hasn't been easy, right? And it continues yeah. to have not easy parts. And fundamentally, there, there, are, there, are, there are people for whom life is more dangerous. I believe truly that if more people would step outside of their own fears and become the people that they sense they're meant to be, life would be less dangerous for everyone.
1: And so, Yes. So it's, yes. it's right. We, Amen. You know. Amen. And I let's listen to Brit. Hi, friends. Let's <laughs> listen to Brit. Let's listen to Brit because a lot of us are saying, we now that you know Maya Angelou, now that we know better mm-hmm. and or that we knew better, right? But like, yes. let's do better. Mm-hmm. Let's do better. And what I'm hearing you say is one of the ways— that we can do better is by as Gabby Bernstein says your fearless freedom will light up the world. Yes. And I feel like I just like felt that yes. when you said that. Yes. And one one from this same chapter I believe your quote. Mm-hmm. Your quote that I love. Being in a room just as we are is a revolutionary act. Yeah. Come on! I know I've said that after every quote, but that's like literally as I'm like writing these quotes down and reading, I'm like talking to you. I'm like, oh Brit, you got another, another gem. Another good one. Another one. Being being in a room. And can I bring up the story that I love, 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 love in your book, uh-huh. which it's funny because I'm sure you're writing the book and you're like, this is a small story. Like, what does this mean? But so you, you're like, I I always do this too. There's two types of women and Mm -hmm. there's, and so I'll tell you my, my type of woman story after this, there's the women who work out in the sports bra and the women who wear a shirt and I am dying because I go to this like all woman workout group in the morning and about three months in, I'm like. This is ludicrous. Why on earth am I wearing a shirt? It's more laundry. It's hot. Mm-hmm. There's like, even if it wasn't all women. And so I just straight up never wear a shirt anymore when mm-hmm. I work out. Mm-hmm. So tell, tell that story from your book, because I feel like so many people, it, like the permission it gave you, this yeah. is my favorite. So we, yeah, we go
2: into, and, and to be more specific, we're, we're going yeah. into hot yoga, So it's like, it's like intentionally hot. Like it's it's meant to like be so hot that you might pass out. And I'm going with my wife. And so to explain our bodies, right? My wife has got like, like as if she plays for the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team and and she just, (laughs) and she just retired. Okay. And I've got this like. I feel like
1: that's accurate. Yeah. No, she's so like,
2: butt like muscular. I'm like, what is happening? Um, And then. I've got more, like, a more, like, I go for a jog, but, like, it's not my lifestyle, okay?
1: So, um. (laughs) Your face when you said it's not your lifestyle. (laughs) No, but it, but you're, I feel like we're similar in that, like, we're, we're fit people who move. Yeah, like, I mean, I
2: just, uh, in quarantine, I started taking running more seriously, and I ran 10 miles, so. Yeah! So, 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 yeah, I have, but I just have a curvier body. And so we go into this, this class and there's two types of women always in every class. Uh, the women who take their shirts off, the women who leave them on. And I'm looking around the room and, and I'm like, you know, we get in there. My wife throws her shirt off and I leave my shirt. I just always work out with my shirt on for, for always. And, and I'm looking around. I'm like, man, all the, all the women, similar body type, shirts off, similar body type to me, shirts on. And then this beautiful curvy Black female goddess gets next to me and just throws her shirt off, and I was like, "Oh yeah, man. like it's we get to do it. Where, we like, get to take
1: our shirts off. Let's know, do it. Let's do like, it."
2: Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is it? I'm like she's she's doing that for me. Like she's calling me into action. Like yes, like throw my shirt off, and you know, we proceed to to work out or whatever. And and I I remember feeling like what a like in no way at no space. In her mind, was she thinking about me? Like, she wasn't like, I need to go in here because there's going to be some other little black woman that doesn't know she could take her shirt off. Like, she was doing her thing. Like, she was in the room just as she was, confident, beautiful, I mean, amazing. And in that, I got to, like, become that, Yeah, you know? And I haven't worked out my shirt since unless it's cold, right? Which is the only reason you should be out there. If you're in Alaska, keep your shirt on. But she, she gave me that gift. Right. She was like and and not not even trying and not not saying, oh, I'm going to go out and I'm going to do all this. Like she yeah. was confident enough in herself to be like, I'm just in here trying to get my yeah. sweat on. And in that, like, and I, I feel
1: like it it touches back on the story you told of you being in therapy, trying to process that anger where eventually you realized mm-hmm. there's like a self-love aspect to allowing yourself mm-hmm. to process the feelings and be. So when I hear mm-hmm. her and I imagine her, I think of the type of self-love that is not, is not self-involved. I feel like true, true mm-hmm. self-love does not keep you centered on self. It frees you to see others, to see other experiences, uh-huh. to see perspectives that are different than yours because you're not white-knuckling that identity that is, as you said, and I'm putting together a lot of your ideas so you can stop me at any time, but like that identity that might yeah. be tied to the fear loop we're stuck in. Right. Well, and that's the thing that I, there's
2: there's I there's mm. less fragility mm-hmm. to it all. Right. Like my particularly when I was in, in growing up in, in the evangelical church and working in it, my faith, right, that whole thing, mm-hmm. it felt fragile. It felt like I had to keep anyone who was questioning or, or anything like I might like look under a rock or behind a curtain and I would find out God didn't yeah. exist. Like it all felt so fragile. And breaking that down and getting out of that and being like, my identity is not tied to this. I can grow as big as I can. I can do all these things. Like everything just feels as fragile. And so, if you have, if you have that right, if you don't have that that self love that's that's allowing you to do that, even um, right now with what we're seeing, there's what I was saying is more people, more people showing up will will make yeah. the world safer for everyone. And and I think there's right a lot of a lot of people, a lot of white people in particular who who know better who believe different, but don't have enough. I don't want to say confidence because I feel like that's but such a small word, a, but don't have enough yeah, to, to have it, a conversation with their family, it is, with their It's confidence you know, that I think
1: what I feel when you say confidence is like, if the ground beneath you is solid, then everything around you can shake. Mm-hmm. And when, you're, when your confidence comes right. from, I can, handle some, I can handle everything around me shaking because I'm sure in myself— I can have this conversation with somebody who has right. wildly different beliefs than me. I can put myself in this situation to learn from somebody who might even be downright and and not that we should subject ourselves to danger or or but like might even be hostile towards my beliefs
2: well in and in, in right when we get more personal I, I love what you said so if the ground mm. beneath me is solid and and I have a conversation with my dad or my family member or whatever about their their yeah. racist remarks and they are upset with me them being upset with me will not shake the foundation that I am standing on which is what keeps I feel like so many people from their inner personal the people closest to them I can't bring up this conversation because if that person is mad at me everything I am will crumble because what we're actually standing on is not our our perception of ourselves. what we're standing on is other people's perceptions of us and so you you let that you
1: shake that thing up and yeah so girl you're gonna in the, the very beginning of your book you talk about this question that you ask yourself and this is the question mm-hmm. that I feel like if we ask it every single day in the mirror our lives can be more of what we want them to be and it was is my life yeah. a reflection of who I want to be or is it a reaction to the people I don't want to upset that one got oh. me even. <laughs> Uh. Let's talk about that as I don't want to take your whole day, but what, what do you want to leave the people with? What do you want to leave the people with? What do you want people to think about that or any other aspect?
2: Yeah. I mean, that's the question I had to ask myself that finally, I feel like that threw me out question. of the fear loop, right? That question. That question. Is my life a reflection of who I want to be or is it a reaction to people I don't want to upset? And I think if we're able to ask that honestly, we would have a, a truly a much better world.
1: Absolutely. Like truly. Like if imagine people taking action from a place of, is my life reflecting who I want to be? Is this choice reflecting who I want to mm-hmm. be? Or.
2: <laughs> I mean, so, so Sammy and I, we both have uh, tattoos that say stay awake. I love and that. they're, they're sort of our daily reminder to be conscious be aware be awake to our own life and our own reality because i don't even think most of us notice or realize how many times in a day we negotiate a thought before before we even let it settle in we negotiate it because we say oh that that wouldn't work because blank or i couldn't do that because this person or or this this expectation or this like and we don't even we're not even awake to like our own True thoughts and dreams and, and all of these things that, that would make, you know, the world shine with people who are, you know, crushing it and, and, and breaking out of these things and, and in that dismantling some of these bigger structures and systems that keep us down. But we don't even let those thoughts sink all the way in because they go through a filter of who it would disappoint.
1: And then I think about, again, the title of your book, <laughs> that if you just go through the process, it's worth it. Yeah. And it just reminded me of this from your book. You will find more life than you imagined on the other side. It doesn't make the change easy. It just makes it true. It just makes it worth it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So if you're wondering how you're like, cool, but how, Allison, how? Good news. Britt wrote a book. It's called Worth yes. It. <laughs> and that's I love You Give the Why. And the how, right? Because it's it's never it's never more technical than you. Well, you just do it. But but what I love is you share your experience of no no no. It wasn't that it wasn't difficult. It was very difficult. And and let yeah. me let me expand on the difficulties. And and you did such a beautiful job of that in your book. But. You don't get to be as fantastic and fabulous and awake and amazing as you just, you know, for no, you know, not doing any work. So I'm wondering, because I feel like your tattoo for you, you created this Mm -hmm. visual reminder. So a visual reminder. I just want to ask you a few of your concrete practices, habits, just like a little bit more of that how of like... I want to be like Brit, but how is Brit like Brit? Because everybody does it differently, but I'd love to know some of your personal practices. We've talked about therapy. We've talked about that visual reminder of the tattoo, which I I love visual reminders. I have notes everywhere. What are some other like practices or habits or things that you do to help you just navigate life so that you can break out of a fear loop
2: yeah um so I would just say everyone get a tattoo
1: okay good Every, um, I support yeah. this message to everybody okay number one we get tattoos okay and you said okay. you have lots of matching tattoos with friends I have so I many matching that. tattoos with friends. I love I, that like
2: I think like five or maybe six yeah and we're planning another one so so great I love a group tattoo okay moment. group um, tattoos
1: number one group tattoos uh
2: <laughs> therapy of course and then um and and this could look different for you. You could figure it out however you want to do it. But Sammy and I have have started to be more serious about recognizing whose voice is in our head, and a big part of that is social media. And so we have days where we take the app off or off of our phone. Like we just we don't have social media apps even on our phone. Whose we delete them off voice them. is in my head? Because think about this. So our voice is most fresh. Okay, my voice, let me not say R, in the morning.
1: That's actually, that's a scientific thing. Like you have the most, yeah, it's science guys. It's science, yeah. It's it's science,
2: it's (laughs) proven. And so if we, I mean, if we reach for our phone and we look at Instagram, the first voice in our head is someone else's. And I feel like that sets the tone for like how we then like go through a day and so i mean just in whatever way you don't have to take the app off but the first the first voice you hear should be yours um and you should you should be able to set that for your day set that intention so we trying. i mean some days are like we're like oh crap like we're you know and we're already looking at our phones we like forgot but and then we're like, okay, we have to take it off. Like, we yeah. lose our yeah. – our it. privileges for it. I get today. it.
1: I've been off of social – I've been, like, really going off of social media where, like, I'm not posting – again, I'm I'm on there. But if I post, I'm on there, like, so much more. Mm-hmm. And I pick up my phone, and I'm just on it. And I don't even know how I got there.
2: Exactly. Like, and
1: that's why you had to take it off. You got to take it still, off. Because yeah. still, when it's
2: off of our phones, we try to do a couple days, like a week. Sammy's, Sammy's on it less, and but I'll – Pick up my phone and then I'll realize that I was going to go to, so then I, now I'm just holding my phone. And I'm like, Oh, I can, now I'm creating some like, yeah. loops of like, what do I just, I'm looking at Zillow. Like, yeah. it's, like it's a social media, you know, like, yeah, okay. I'm like, okay. I don't ha- actually have anything to do here. Um, but I would say, I mean, create some real boundaries to, to help your voice. Like we don't even realize how filtered our voice has been, mm. how muddled it's been, how muted it's been. And if we can create moments specifically in our mornings to just what do, what do I think about what do I want to do? What do I okay. And you know, like we have to retrain ourselves to trust trust our own voice, you know?
1: I think that is, you know, book number two for you. Retraining ourselves yeah. to trust our own voice. Because so train it. Tra right? Train it. <laughs> <Stop> it! <laughs> so good train it okay so we've got worth it coming soon train it i'll be you know writing the forward for it it's fine um yes no (laughs) but but whose voice the question i because i love giving questions as tools because questions Mm -hmm. are tools and Mm -hmm. whose voice am i listening to whose voice is that and then the practice that goes with it how am i creating space to recognize and hear and trust my own voice. I feel like, especially with COVID. <laughs> and oh and, and, and w- w- like, of course we want to listen to experts. Of course we do. But man, you start reading news article after news article, you can yo-yo from side to side, conspiracy theory to non-conspiracy theory. And to just set it all down for a moment and and try to say, What's my truth? What what yeah. do I know to be true? And if you're like, I know nothing to be true. Well, maybe that's a good place to start. Like, <laughs> right? And and even
2: like, you know, with in this pandemic time, Sammy and I have a strict. We do not consume news. Yeah, every day I had to we stop. check. Yeah. Um, what are the, the the numbers in L.A. and then what is the recommendation from, like Gavin Newsom, and then okay, we'll do that. And, and that's like, and that's it. Like we, we cannot consume because at the end of the day, what is it gonna, like no one, we still don't know anything. And so like, that's just yeah. acknowledged that you can, you can hear people say that in a different way, but it's like, okay, we'll stay at home and we'll wear a mask. Like that's when, and that we can't, you know, we can't get so re- like deep. Yeah. The first few weeks I was like chomping it up. Like I was reading everything I could read until I realized. Oh yeah. This isn't helpful. For me, as a non-MD, like, I'm not a doctor, you know what I mean? Like, just, yeah.
1: I love it so much. Okay, is there any other, and that was more than plenty, but is there any other practice or habit that you've been employing? Like, things that you do? And it doesn't have to be, like, I get X minutes of exercise. I'm all about flow, man. Just flow. Yeah, I mean, we've been trying, I mean,
2: especially in, like, quarantine, mm-hmm. lots of unknown, I've I've taken moving my body way more seriously. Yeah. Um, just for the sheer fact of like, that's one consistent thing that will happen in a day, you know, probably like and nothing else. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I think that's it. We've just been trying to listen to ourselves more and, and we've made some decently major life decisions in the past, you know, four months. And yeah. I think it's because we like started to really slow
1: down and just spend more time with our, with our own selves. Ah. So beautiful! I love that. I love that so much. I just think it's so true. So, if you could take a magic wand and bop every person on the planet, like, and they could learn something or know something or believe something, basically, if you could brainwash the human race, no, right? But what do you, <laughs> what do you, what do you think is something? That you think is just if people could jump on it, and I feel like we've we've said a lot, so be mm-hmm. you know be free to repeat because um, I've I've heard you say multiple things that I think could be true for this. But what is that message, that idea, that concept that you feel like if if I Britt could help people learn and understand this, the world would be a better place. I I
2: truly feel like if I could bop people on the head, yeah, and they could trust themselves, I think the world would be a better place. I think, I think humans are innately good and inherently good. And that gets muddled through a lot of different ways through expectations or societies or systems or structures that we become a part of. But I think if, if at the core of who they are, you could get in touch with that and trust that, I think we would have a a miraculously different world.
1: I love that so much. If we could just trust ourselves. And I feel like that trust it's that vulnerability it's that self-love it's that staying awake it's that like you talk about uh, you're like I love how you're like it's cliche but the but the caterpillars gotta the, become a butterfly like, <laughs> listen I'm not gonna be mad about it it's, I'm it, not mad. It cliche, but does it happen it's one of my favorite <laughs> cliches and I think about that little mushy caterpillar who literally has to like almost disintegrate his body to become the caterpillar. And can I read one more quote from your book? I should have flagged them and had you read them. But, no, or, this is great. I like this. But life is hard. That is just factually true. But never buy into the lie that your pain or hard things you went through are shameful or meant to be hidden. There is always something that can be can be reclaimed and used as a part of not only your healing, but the healing of others. I believe that. Well, I believe it, and you wrote it, and now everybody else gets to read it. Just to, yeah. just you, Britt, sharing your story, this beautiful, beautiful journey of losing oneself to find oneself, right? Yeah. Coming out on the other side. Coming out on
2: the other side, and here we are, man. Sammy always says, if I knew what was waiting for me, I would have sprinted out of the closet a long time ago. And I'm like, man, I think if we, can, if we can do it, you have to put in the work, it's freaking hard. But I think if most people knew what was waiting for them on the other side, they would
1: sprint out of that fear loop. <sighs> so that thing that's swallowing you whole, that thing that's swallowing you whole, that thing that is in the fear loop, I want to get it exactly right. Do you know, do you know your quote? Um, there's freedom on the other side. There's freedom on the other side, and it's worth it. It's worth it! Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> <laughs> Brit, this is a treat. This is a treasure. Oh, this is
2: this is the best.
1: This is the best. Where should the peoples buy your book immediately? Yes,
2: yeah, so you can buy books anywhere you like to if you want to support like indie books, um, Barnes and Noble, Amazon of course, um, Audible is my voice. Are you reading the book? I am reading the book and that so if you haven't if you haven't got tired of listening to me yet on this podcast and you're like, wow, what? I wanna hear more. Someone messaged me, this is this I'm gonna end with this. Um someone messaged me and they said, Hey, I just wanna let you know your voice sounds like female Matthew McConaughey. And I don't know what that means, but if you <laughs> are into that, you can also Get on Audible. You can find me at BritBaron.com, at BritBaron on Instagram, and that's where I live.
1: Thank you so much, Britt. And then what I always like to do, Britt, is invite anybody listening. Did you hear this girl just share her soul? Did you hear her just create a book and share her whole story to benefit the world? The least you can do is go and tell her thank you for something you learned on her Instagram. Go Buy her book. Drop her a line. Tag her. Tag me so that I can say good job on complimenting her. And then just go and share that love with somebody, but especially Britt. I know. I, yes, I would love that. I was going through some old photos on my phone, and I have a picture of me. It was just this, like, beautiful moment where Fiona fell asleep in my arms while I was reading Brit's book. I got, like, an advanced copy that was a PDF, so I just, like, had on my phone. And it's just this picture of me with, like, tears streaming down my face with my arm around Fiona, and Fiona, like, sleeping next to me. And it just, I don't know, it just was, like, this really sweet, beautiful moment. And I I want that I want that for for everyone. This idea of trusting yourself and getting quiet is something that I've been focusing on so much. And you know, it's funny because I did a hike yesterday.
0: A long hike. A
1: long hike. It's about an eight mile round trip. And I did it by myself. The middle part, of course, was way longer and harder than I remembered, of course. And I really did have that very real feeling halfway into that hike of, well, this was a stupid idea. This, this, why, why did I decide I was going to do this big a hike on a random morning? You know, like this. nobody else cares if I do this. And I feel like that exact feeling of this was a dumb idea. Or this is a lot harder than I thought it was. This is making me feel really uncomfortable. This is really scary. I, I was hiking by myself, which I don't think everybody should do. I felt like it was a safe trail. And I did. I got a little scared. And I just was like, I should just turn around now. That exact feeling of the fear loop like Britt talks about is the feeling I think so many of us are in in our life. That's where so many of us stop. Where we turn around and we go, that was a dumb idea. I'm probably not meant to do it. And so I'm just so grateful for Brit for writing about it, giving language to it, making it accessible, providing very clear, awesome tools. It's a short read. It's so impactful. You're going to love it. We're going to link to the book. You guys, buying books makes a huge difference in authors' lives. Buying books means <laughs> so much. I love books so much. Books change lives. I know it's awesome to listen to our podcast, but you are just going to love her book. So I want to thank Britt. Will you go to her Instagram? So her Instagram is b r i t. B-A-R-R-O-N, and will you share with Britt something that you loved from this interview or that just you love the interview? Will you share some love with her for being so open and so incredible? Share that love all around. So, Eric, do we even ever get any reviews anymore?
0: You say that weekly like you're su- surprised.
1: I'm always really excited when we get reviews. You guys, we get some every week, but I'm just so grateful. It's seriously, just like I asked you to share love with Britt, when you share love with us, it's so incredible. It helps boost us in the algorithm, and it just makes me and Eric feel good. So, what do we got?
0: Uh, Kim Isis. I-C-C, Kim Iccee or something like that. Hi, Allison and Eric, too. I just wanted to show you both some love after listening to your Awesome with Allison podcast nonstop for the past two days. Ooh. I'm gonna be honest, I never thought that I could relate to you so much being a single female with no children, but I definitely do. A quick backstory. I've been in a quarantine for three months now due to the, due to the pandemic, but prior to, I was in quarantine for about six months because I tore my ACL <gasps> and meniscus. Oh. I'm not comparing my knee injury to you getting hit by a car, but I know you understand what it's like to go from being an active, self-sufficient woman to now relying solely on everybody else. I do. Miserable. Now, music has always been an outlet and a source of joy, always, but it's been such a rough nine months, and I started to become numb to any type of music. I would wake up and not have any desire to listen to anything i would sit in my apartment with no music no tv no anything until one day i decided to fill my void with something positive and helpful and something that made me feel good you i also then decided to pull the trigger and purchase your journal and she can't be stopped tea for myself oh and man i am so glad i did because after this last six to nine months i am unstoppable thanks to you and your amazing team my days are in short better I'm so grateful for you, your positivity, your rawness, and your genuine soul. Thank you. XOXO, Kimmy.
1: That was so nice. (laughs) Kimmy, thank you so much. I love how much of your story that you shared with us. I'm so sorry for your injury. Oh, that is so hard. And just to have that going into quarantine, everybody, everybody has the thing that compounds this collective trauma and makes it even individually more difficult for them. Thank you so much for sharing that because I know that people are going to relate with what you say. So we are going to thank you for that beautiful, beautiful review. Shoot us an email to awesomewithallison at com and we're going to get you some goodies. Thank you for buying the journal. You guys, if you don't have my I'm Doing Awesome journal, I just did it like right before coming down to do the podcast, 100% transparency. Sometimes I go a few days without doing it. I get out of the habit. And then the second I get back in, I'm like, this is so good. Everybody should Everybody should do my journal. So we'll link to that. It takes you two minutes a day. You get your gratitude in there. You get your intentions in there. You get a mantra, a little thought nugget. And it seriously is such a fast way to align your day to, like Britt was talking about, to tune in with yourself so you can better trust yourself. And that's how we're going to be able to overcome these fears that we have is is learning how to trust ourselves. So we love you guys so much thank you so much for being a part of the podcast for listening for sharing it with friends and family um, texting it to your friends it just means so much we're grateful to Britt. I want to thank her again for being a part of this beautiful show for writing her book for sharing her soul and I want to remind you yes, you you gorgeous, glorious, sexy, vivacious, vibrant human being thank
0: you, thank you (laughs)
1: I was talking
0: to me. I know. Thank you.
1: To you and the listener, I want to remind you that only you can be you. Oh, oh, oh. And you are already as awesome as you need to be. I love you, Eric. Eric. Yo. Do you have a sexy song to take us out on? Something a little funky? Something a little fresh?
0: That I do, (laughs) my my lady. This song is called Our Time. It's from the brand new lo-fi hip-hop at Pleasant Pictures Music Club. You could use this song in your podcast. You could use this song in your new commercial. You okay. could use this song in your new film.
1: Or, or you what? could go on like a little camping trip with your family and make little 60-second to two-minute videos every day just for your own personal family archives and use the music that when you add it to footage of your children makes you cry. That's that right. is a that, true story from me.
0: That last week, we went on a road trip camping trip to Oregon. And you made these amazing videos I made these and I was cute so little excited. videos. I was so excited for every day that you made those. So check this out. But
1: the music makes the music makes them. Oh yeah, the
0: music makes them. It totally does. Yeah. Um, so I, I really appreciate that. I loved your videos. Thank you. I'm the so best. check this out. You can sign up today, use code Awesome with Eric, and get the whole library for a year for less than eighty dollars.
1: It doesn't even make sense why you do it that cheap, but we can talk about it. But you have to later. use code awesome with
0: Eric. Yeah. That's that's the that's thing. the
1: that's the kicker.
0: Awesome with Eric. It's in the show notes and you could have access to this and so much more. This song is called Our Time.